We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bart Winkler. This is the Bart Winkler Show. Friday, August 25. Very excited. Heading to Lambeau. Take my son to his first Packer game. So, no Packer post. Uh, I won't be jumping on the YouTube and talking Packers for five minutes and then planning a tailgate for the other 30. Uh, The last Packer show we did was more of a tailgate planning show. And someone commented, like, worst Packer podcast ever. I was like, no shit. It was a meeting. Which, thank God we did. Because everything was gangbusters. Um, I thought it was great. Again, I have waxed poetic about how much I appreciated everybody for being there. And even if you weren't there, if you've been a part of the show in any way, just thinking, will people come to this thing? There's enough of you to give me the confidence that the, there was a hiccup. We we had some people that were planning on coming to the Euchre lot, which is what the Brewers told me. Then they moved us to the Yount lot. And so while I did have a flag, I should have maybe put it on a pole and waved it around. Uh, Matt has somebody's beat up red cooler. If anybody needs that. Um, it's kind of like, it, it, it's like a, it, it looks like it's garbage, but if it's sentimental to you, we can try to get it back to you. Um, I bought a bunch of beer and I have a bunch of beer now. I got a 30, pa- 30 pack of high life, which I'll never drink. You know, because if I'm going to drink, it's the 1840 Brewing, guys. I mean, Marty was awesome. So thanks again, everybody, for coming by. Uh, can't thank you enough. And so I'll probably continue to thank you for days on end or by Monday, I'll forget it ever happened. But I'm not forgetting that it happened on Thursday. I don't know how anybody, like if you took the day off Wednesday and then worked on Thursday, how? Just the heat exhaustion alone. Well, then, you know, once I got home, I did then go out to a bar with my brothers where I could like, because, you know, I was driving, so I had to be responsible at the game. Then I went to the broad house and just poured liquid down my mouth and smash buttons, as my brother calls it. Looking over at the uh, machines, I was playing the machines, going, you know, because I had to get the bonus, which I did not. So maybe don't do that. And we lost on pull tabs. And okay, so let me take you through this scenario. I was there with my two brothers, who some of you met. 
my first my my California brother, I'll refer to him as, ordered food, and then my Milwaukee brother ordered his to go. So the the understanding was me and California, as I'll call him, were going to eat there, and Milwaukee was going to take his home after. And then so he asked me, "Do you want your order to go?" And I said, "I do want it." to go right into my mouth immediately. I made a bad joke, but I thought that that was understood that I want my food now. You know, we want food. Hungy, hungy. Ooh, me hungy. But they put it all as a takeout order and it took like four times. You know, it was hungry. So I don't know if you got the joke. That was kind of disappointing. But either way, uh, great Brewers win. Ryan Wood coming up in a couple of minutes. Ryan Wood of PackersNews.com, Green Bay Press-Gazette. We'll take a look, uh, preview the last preseason game and what he thinks the tough cutdowns are going to be. Talk some defense, some Jordan Love, some special teams, some Matt LaFleur. We'll cover all the uh, topics that we've been talking about just now finally with someone who's actually there. Um, Paul Emig. Paul Emig and I talked some wrestling. There's a big AEW pay-per-view. They're going to be in London. Uh, so we asked some different WWE, AEW if they would ever work together, hypotheticals. So I think a good majority of you stick around for Ryan Wood. That's your week. If you like wrestling, stick around me and Paul Nimmig. Talk a little bit. And um, that'll be coming up. Happyplacehemp.com. You you know them. Happyplacehemp.com. Promo code is BART. Promo code BART. B-A-R-T. 25% off each and every order. Every order that you get is 25% off. So the nighttime gummies have been very, very useful for a lot of people. Uh, I would, I would, I would wager. I'm just trying to think of what, when you guys send me a screenshot of what you get the most, I do think the CBD CBN ones have been very good. Um, The Delta eights have been very good. If you go on their website, First thing you see is now available. The Delta 8s they were making had 25 milligrams. Now they have ones with 50. So you can pick that up. You can do 10 gummies, 3 gummies, 40 gummies. Again, do a sample if you want. Do a decent size one or get the big case. And uh, it's 25% off with the promo code BART. So it's a great way to try the product. And then once you like the product, you can get the product some more. Happyplacehemp.com. Promo code is BART. Couple other things before Wood Brewers off on Thursday. They have a series coming up this weekend against the Padres. I may try to do a post game show on Sunday. Uh, I don't know yet what my layout will be, where I will be, but I might try to do one Sunday. That will be during the All In pay per view. So if you're a, I'm not getting it, uh, but some people are. Uh, Bucks, Giannis had an article in the Times. I don't know. There's some quote in there people will freak out about, even though he says the same thing he always does. And we'll talk some Packers coming up here next with Ryan Wood. You can check that out on the Dan Shaney YouTube stream as well. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Ryan okay. Wood, PackersNews.com, Green Bay Press Gazette. As a, he was a longtime contributor with us at WSSP before. Eek. I miss those but, days, man. I miss them. Yeah, I miss them too. But you, you still catch me on the radio, Ryan. Ryan, I was, I was doing a segment. Really, I think it was the last segment of my shift, and I was like, <laughs> just get to the end of this. And I'm like, oh, Angels' most disappointing team. And he's like, it's the Mets, man. It's the Mets. Well, hi, Ryan. Nice to hear from you. Sorry. I mean, Sorry to a friend. Look, <laughs> the, the, the Mets can win nothing else this year. We might as well win that. You might as you can't take that from the Mets, too. That's just a little too much. It's a line too far. They're, this has been an absolute dumpster fire of a team. They, they, they're, they're a colossal embarrassment. I mean, you spend $500 million on a roster. You're not even going to sniff 500. Yeah, yeah, you can't take that mantle. We got they gotta have something. So and they're kind of screwed for next year too, because they're paying everybody. They like traded everyone and said we'll also pay for you. That's weird. They're looking at 2025, 2026. It's um I don't think I'll be watching much baseball next year. Cause here here's my rule. And and you know, Bart, I am the opposite of a fair weather fan. I live the New York Mets every year, but I have a rule. Because baseball itself, by nature, it's such a grinding marathon. It's every day, right? And if I'm just watching bad baseball every day, I care too much about my own happiness to put myself through that. I will follow what's going on, still do. But if it's just going to make me upset, life's too short, man. Got to be happy. What makes it easier for you? Because I always used to get mad at people when they would say, I just want the Brewers to get me to baseball or football season. But you actually, like, the Mets decided to bail, and then you had to go to football work. 
So mm-hmm. you can just focus on your work and your craft. And if if you maybe there'll be like a historian that goes and looks at Ryan Woods' works over his 40-year career, which when he eventually retires with all the awards in tow, and they'll say, there is a correlation between Mets good, work suffer, Mets bad, that's when Woody's winning all the awards. Yeah, fortunately, the summer is my down period, so I have a lot of ample time to invest myself in watching daily baseball that time of year. I'll say this, Bart, I'm good with whatever they do. Really, Anything, you know, rebuild it, build the farm. Okay, I can get behind that. Anything they do, except if they treat Pete, trade Pete Alonso to anyone, I riot. Absolute well, riot. Talk about the Brewers maybe poking around no. on him. No, that that is the one thing. Anything else, my blood pressure is okay. If they trade Pete Alonso, it's not going to be pretty. You're not going to want to be around me for a while. Yeah, all right. Well, hey, Brewers are always looking for people to fill up that stadium. An Alonzo hey, 31 jersey or whatever the number he is. 21? 20. What's 20? 20. 20. I was one game. off. I was 11 off, and then I was one off. I was close. Yep, yep. He, he'd fill up the stadium, and he'd knock the balls out of the stadium. It, it would be uh, it'd be something, but I don't want to see it. All right, that's Ryan Wood. Thanks, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, I guess we'll talk some Packers since he I is know. currently in the bowels of Lambeau Field, where I will be on Saturday – Hey, taking, I looked at the I looked at this preseason schedule because I want to get so I want my son, he's four to go to a game, but I don't want to like drive all the way up on a Sunday and then whatever. And then I, I like to kind of do like these post game shows once the season starts. And also, I don't want him to go to a game that he like doesn't understand. And then I'm like super invested in a noon Saturday preseason game. Oh, mm-hmm. this is beautiful. So that being said, it looks like. I'll see Jordan Love maybe a little tiny bit. How much should I expect to see guys that, like, I can maybe convince him to know by the end of the season? Like, I don't – I think – because you got to you got to cut down – you got to cut down roster spots soon. This, this is a crazy day in the NFL where basically, like, a thousand people are going to lose their jobs in one day. It's like a Monday in radio, but it's a crazy day for the NFL. It is. It's a wild time, you know, with the way that they have it set up now. This this time, the next few days, you got the preseason finales and then cut down day 72 hours later. I mean, on a Tuesday now, right in the middle of your week. And then there's nothing like on the back half of the week. You get kind of a nice buy going into week one, which as someone who years ago wrote off my, myself ever having an off day on Labor Day, because that's Labor Day is Monday of week one. That That's not Labor Day. It's Monday of week one. I don't mind that. I like that that little bye week. So you know, it's it's a little busy right now. But to answer your, um, I'll be working your, CBS radio that day if you want to heckle me some more. There we oh, it, he try to take stuff away from the Mets, even the the, the worst of things. You, you'll definitely be hearing from me. Uh, yeah. To answer your question though, um, Jordan Love's going to play. Uh, my guess is until he scores the first touchdown. They, Matt Lafleur wants to get him another touchdown, and and then you're probably not going to see him again. Matt Lafleur said officially, it's a gut feel thing. There's no like actual number he's going in in his head and saying Jordan Love's got to play 20 snaps or two possessions. I mean, he's probably going to get him a touchdown, then shut him down. Everyone around Jordan Love, when when, when you have a, a starting quarterback in the preseason, you have to have the starting offense around him. So the starting offense will be around him so long as Jordan Love is on the field. And I asked Matt LaFleur, what about the defense? Because it makes sense having a starting quarterback 
on the field in the preseason. You need to make sure the offensive line's protecting him. He's working with the guys you want to work with in regular season. Matt LaFleur said that the defense, the guys that have been playing, so not Jair Alexander, Rashawn Gary, just back uh, from the torn ACL and, and just starting to take team reps, he won't be out there. But the guys, the starters defensively who have been playing throughout the preseason will also play Saturday. Well, good. I get to see, you know, some people and feel like I made a good decision spending money on a exhibition football game. But Your son my... will be very, very happy. That's, that's, that's what's most important. Well, I don't even know if he likes, I don't, I'm like, I always said, I, ah, if he likes sports, you like, I'm like, I'm going to give it a go. So I'm going to, if he doesn't end up liking it, he doesn't like it, but I'm giving it a go. And what I do know is when I took him to a baseball game, he likes the stadium. He likes how big it is. So mm-hmm. I think just that's why I want to get him in there. But for me, it'll be good. I want to get my eyes at least for a little bit on that offense. And Jordan Love, where, you know, it's a quarterback of a team, obviously. So questions kind of starting in there. But also he's taking over for, you know, 30 years now. It's it's not just he's taking over for Rodgers. He's, he's taking over for thir- – like he's got a tremendous weight on his shoulders. I think what I've seen with Love is – you know, at the beginning of the preseason, nobody was like even everyone just assumed he was going to suck. Like he's going to get out there and not know what what arm I throw with. Like it, the the thoughts on him were crazy. Now he's to the point where people have seen enough. And if Bryce Young or Anthony Richardson or C.J. Stroud did anything like Love's been doing, we would be talking about, oh my god, he's been so good. But because it's Jordan Love, it's like. Okay, but I think that with what we've seen, we we see he's capable. We see he can do it. Oh, he missed this throw. Okay, we can work on that. You're like, I think for him, I can't think that there's anything like he's had three years to prepare for this. I think he's mentally ready. He's physically ready. There's there's no more preparation that he can do. I think we're just like we're gonna see who he is, and he's gonna have the year to I think show us what he. Yeah, I, w- I was with you. I-, I didn't assume Jordan Love was going to suck going into the camp, but I wondered if he would because I had no idea. I mean, I-, I could see it falling anywhere on the spectrum from he's terrible to he's good. Like I-, I had no idea what to expect coming into this camp, which is really weird because, as you know, the last 15 years of Packers football has been like the same movie over and over again, they're they, with Aaron Rodgers. They're, they're going to be on the short list offseason uh, Super Bowl contenders. They're going to be one of the best teams in the league, win a ton of games, and they're going to lose in January. Rinse and repeat. You, you know what to expect. There's no, it's nothing but a- ambiguous what to expect from this 2023 team. And it starts with the quarterback because nobody knows what to expect from him. I've seen enough of Jordan Love to feel pretty confident he, he does not suck. He, he, the talent that made him a first round pick, it's very evident. He can make all the throws except for apparently anytime Luke Musgrave is in the left flat wide open because he's he missed that throw again today. It's the only throw that he's consistently missed when Luke Musgrave's got to be wide open. It's got to be the left flat. But if Luke, if Luke Musgrave is in the left flat wide open, Jordan Love th- throws wide then. Otherwise, He's made all the throws. He's got a very firm grasp of Matt LaFleur's playbook. He knows where his checkdowns are, which have kind of gone missing the past few years. Those checkdowns, they don't look very exciting, but they're important. That's how you move the chains. Down in distance, being on schedule, getting those five yards when they're there, that's that's very important. Aaron Rodgers, you'd often see him trying to hit a big play downfield, play extensions. 
there'd be a check down in front of him. He, he, he looked downfield and it's Aaron Rodgers. So you expect big plays from him. He wants to make big plays. You can kind of understand that. But in this offense, this Matt LaFleur offense, you got to hit checkdowns. Every pass play has safety valves to nowhere to nowhere to check it down. If the pressure comes to you and it's designed for a reason to move the chains, Jordan love those where those are, you want to see a lot of those and that's not a bad thing for an offense. So he's got a good handle of the playbook. He's got talent. Uh, he's looked more fluid using his athleticism, even as, as a runner. Um, and so, you know, he had a, you know, a 10, 11 yard run against the Patriots where he broke, he broke the uh, pocket and broke a sack, ran out of a sack and and got a late hit for uh, getting hit uh, late while sliding. Um, yeah. he, he's team rally for him. Yeah. You know, it's, it's been, it's been impressive what he's done so far. Now the big caveat here is that we have not seen Jordan love go against a defense that's actually scheming for him. Because everything in the preseason, everything in the preseason is vanilla. You're going against base looks. Against base looks, he's pretty good. Right. What's going to What's it going to look like when you know the Chicago Bears are specifically giving unscouted looks designed to stop Jordan Love? That's the big hurdle for him to get get over. And that's just going to come with playing, and we're going to find that out, and we're going to find out a lot about him. We're going to find out a lot about you know Matt Lafleur. I think that. You know, there's, there, they can't, they can, they can say whatever they want to say, but Matt Lafleur, and you're up close, and I don't know if you've seen like a difference in him, but he, he has, he's got more wiggle room to be the head coach. Like with Aaron Rodgers, you can be the head coach. Rodgers, I think, wants more of a partner, but he, like, you make your decisions, and then you have to, like, he's not your boss, but you're like, well, you got to consider what he's thinking. We asked, like, who is there more pressure on, Love or Lafleur? Because Lafleur is going to be criticized a lot, but it's Love that ultimately is running his offense. I guess to ask you that, and then also, like, have you seen a different Matt Lafleur? Is he really trying to be like, no, I'm just same old me, but I just have a lot more freedom. I'm not going to actually address. Yeah, one of the big differences in this camp is that Matt Lafleur in practices has put the offense and the defense through specific situations, game-like situations more than ever before. Uh, They were doing today on the practice field. They they were 28 seconds left, ball in the 40, end of half, no timeouts. You've got to get a play to get into field goal range, and then you don't have any timeouts. So you, you know, if you're in bounds, you tackle in bounds, you got to be able to get up and, and clock the ball in time for, the field goal unit to, to come in. We never saw that with Aaron Rodgers. That that's the type of we we you didn't need to. Aaron Rodgers yeah. has been there over and over again. But when you got a new starting quarterback who hasn't been in that situation in years since you know he's he sat three years. It, it's been since college football that he's been in those type of situations. Those are the type of practice drills that you start seeing more often. And you've seen a lot more of those from Matt Lafleur in this camp. And I go back to the checkdowns again. That's a that's a staple. Of Matt LaFleur's offense. It's something we haven't seen much, but Matt LaFleur wants your instead of taking a negative play, just hit your check down for five yards. Just do that. Keep keep the offense moving. Stay on schedule. We've seen a whole lot more of that from Jordan Love in, in this Packers offense, this camp. That that's a Matt LaFleur thing. I, I the, no quite you know, there's a difference between being collaborative with a future Hall of Fame quarterback and having your hand-picked guy that you have spent three years grooming for your offense and then being able to run your offense, an offense that's still designed to put the quarterback in the best situations possible, 
but that's still your offense. It, it is different. Defensively, I think uh, a lot of – I was very optimistic last year. I was incredibly optimistic. And I think sometimes you have op, you, know, you have optimism around a young defense and then maybe the results come a year after the anticipation. I think a lot of people want to feel optimistic again, but they can't get past the fact that everyone thinks the coordinator stinks. So what do you see in this defense – Maybe there's nothing, but to like give a hint to like, because you don't want to, they're, it just feels like they're a good defense, but they have to overcome their coordinator. That can't be how you, that can't be a thing because then you suck. Can Joe Barry learn new tricks? That's the question for the defense. Can, can he, um, you know, when we say new tricks, uh, they're, they're fairly simple. They're as simple as can, can he learn that Jair Alexander, not only your best cornerback, but one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Can, can you shadow him against the other team's best receiver when he's killing you play after play? Because he did that against Justin Jefferson late in the season, but in the opener, re- very reluctant to do that. Justin Jefferson had about 700 receiving yards in one game. Yeah, You can't have that happen. At some point you have to say, eh, Jerry Alexander gets paid a lot of money to shut that guy down. Let's give him a chance. So, that's a big question. Is it, it, those things are, are, are is that going to happen? Is Joe Barry going to tweak his system enough to allow that to happen? As far as the defense goes as a whole, I was you know with you. I, the Packers defense was dominant in camp last year. Just didn't see it in the regular season. This defense has a lot of pieces. Rashawn Gary being back on the field, he had three sacks and team drills today. This is like his first week still back in team drills. That's he he looks good. And Rashawn Gary looking good is a world changer for any defense, especially this one. They've got a lot of pieces up front. The question's going to be the back end, especially at safety. I I still have no idea what they're going to do with that starting safety spot next to Darnell Savage. The, the, the safety position is such that Darnell Savage collided with Romeo Dobbs in practice yesterday, dropped out of practice, he practiced today. And when he dropped out, this safety position cannot afford to lose Darnell Savage. And over the last couple of years, you would have never said that because Darnell Savage has had a tough couple of years, but he's the only, he's the only known quantity. He's the only sustained consistent piece at the, at that, at the safety position. They can't afford to lose him. They, there's, there's nothing but question marks all around him at that position. What about uh, up front? How's Van Nespin? Is he, is this like a, is this like a Rashawn Gary situation with developmental or what can we, cause we, we take these first round picks and then even last year, Walker and Wyatt, like Wyatt, we haven't seen much. You want to see more Wyatt this fall for sure. Uh, he's going to be a fixture on the defensive line. As far as Van Ness goes, very similar to Rashawn Gary. It took Rashawn Gary, Gary, a, a full season, his rookie year to start making an impact. And then year two comes back and, Little by little, he turned into Rashawn Gary. Lucas Van Ness is going to be a project. Now, why do you take a a 13th overall pick that they traded up for? They swapped picks with with the New York Jets to get that 13th overall pick on a project? A couple of reasons. One, it's a developmental season all around for the Packers. You got a new starting quarterback. You're not expected to be competing for the Super Bowl. So why not take the long view? But they have a lot of depth at outside linebacker, too. Kingsley and Igbari, a fifth-round pick last year. If Rashawn Gary looks like he's going to be able to start 
week one in Chicago. But if there is a setback from here until then, it sure looks like it's going to be Kingsley and Ibarra. Like he, he had three sacks, eight quarterback hits as a fifth-round rookie last year, and he looks better now. You, you got a guy like Justin Hollins that came in late last year, had two and a half sacks, five quarterback hits in, in basically a month. That's a good depth piece too. They have a lot more depth at outside linebacker than they, they've had for a long time. That's that's one of the positions for the Packers roster. It seemed like every year they, they'd have good frontline players, but there's not a lot of depth there. They've got depth there now. So for Lucas Van Ness, it's, it's you know, he, there's nothing but patience for him. He's got all the flexibility, all the time in the world to develop because there's other options. And the belief is that eventually he, the the measurables, the, the upside, the, the testing before the draft will justify that 13th overall pick. Are the Packers uh, offices designed to look like high school classrooms? I keep looking. You know what's funny? Every time, you know, Pete, uh, a frequent question I get just daily around Green Bay is, you know, so where are you work? I'm like, yeah, I've got an office at Lambeau Field, and their eyes light up. I'm like, yeah, yeah it's not what you think. It's it's four cinder block walls. You know, it, it, there's no windows here. Um, we don't see outside, and this is where I live. You for can't, I can't like years. go to the game Saturday with my kid and be like, see that window? That's Ryan Wood's office. Well, media is very far from the corner offices. Very far. Um, yeah, there's no daylight in here. And late in the season, I'll know it's it's getting late in the year when I actually leave and it's just dark out. And I had no idea. The sun's yeah. went, the sun went down an hour ago, and I, I've just been here. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's a little primitive, but uh, it it helps get the work done. You know who was getting the hey transition? You know who was getting the work done? I saw I saw Mason Crosby post a video on Twitter. He's He's still staying fresh. Packers for a long time, well, not a long time, but there were like two years where Brett Goode like retired as the long snapper and mm-hmm. then they bring in a guy in and then all of a sudden Brett Goode's on the opening week roster. Nobody was, uh, nobody else was kicking outside of Carlson and everyone's like real iffy on him. Well, what's going on here? The Packers are going to, you know, what's funny is for all of, Anders Carlson's struggles, and there's been a lot of struggles. It's almost like flip a coin right now with him. For all of his struggles, he's probably the only lock in the specialty room. He's the only kicker on the roster. He's a six-round pick. He's got a leg. I mean, you can see why he was drafted. Like, if he sees Crosby's tweet, is there any part of him that's like – or is he just like, this old guy? I've asked Brian Gudikins this, and he's made it abundantly clear. And then Rich Bisaccia, the same thing, that they 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 knew going in with a rookie kicker that there was going to be struggles, there was going to be growing pains, and that they are committed to giving patience to him because of that big leg. And the guy's got a big leg. The, the guy he he's got the type of leg that he he can make it from sixty. He's got that kind of leg. So if you can just get him to go straight instead of wayward that you know it it expands the your scoring range they know it's going to be a rookie year for a rookie kicker and they are going to see it through because daniel carlson anders anders carlson's older brother drafted fifth round minnesota vikings a few years ago got released after like three games and and uh it might have been two games because he had had a miserable week two showing here against the packers in a, a game that ended up with being a tie uh, released after that, 
Minnesota Vikings are like, okay, this guy, you know, there's only so many headaches you can take with a, a kicker, regardless of how long they played in the, in, in, in the NFL. And now he's a first team all pro because he had talent. He just, the, the Vikings were not near patient enough with him to let him work through his struggles. The Packers are not going to repeat that mistake. So, I mean, my brother does PR for the Golden State Warriors. I, I couldn't do that job. And no, I'm, but if you had the talent to do the job, if you had the talent to do that job, because there's no question that Anders Carlson is talented. I mean, JJ Watt's got okay. TJ Watt, but he's also got Derek Watt, Cooper Manning. Yeah, again, though, the talent's not the question. It's the figuring out. And there's going to be a lot for a rookie kicker. You know, the best thing about Mason Crosby over the years is how much of an expert he was on kicking inside this Rubik's cube. That's that's Lambeau field with all the different wind patterns, how cold it gets in late in the season. He, he had a PhD on Lambeau field. Nobody can replace that, especially a rookie coming right in first, first season. There's no question. The talent, I, you, you see the talent. It's just a matter of whether or not he'll, they, the, the, the Packers can, can fix him and get him to be accurate and consistent. And, you know, they'll give it time. They're not going to – it's not an infinite – it's not like, okay, they're going to get five years down the road with this guy and uh, he hasn't gotten it yet. I mean, there's going to be a, a timeline at some point, but it's not anytime soon because he is talented, and if he figures it out, he could be an, a Daniel Carlson-type guy. Does he have a longer leash than Love? That's probably similar. I don't know. That's a really good question. Um Quarterback's a heck of a lot more important than kicker, you know. <laughs> yeah, but it's, I, it is. I, well, I, I, in this year, you know, they're they're rebuilding and whatever, so it's not like they're a Super Bowl team. Mm-hmm. And they're just going to let like, you know, it's not like they're the Milwaukee Brewers of 2015 giving Wei Chung Wong a chance as a Rule Five pick. They're going to mm-hmm. like, they're not they're not a they're not a kick away from the Super Bowl. So if you're going to give if you're going to let prospects be prospects and potential be potential this prior year to do it. That's exactly right. Same thing with Lucas Van Ness. They knew coming in, the guy didn't start a game at Iowa. He played a lot of snaps, but if he started this season, it'd be his first start since high school. Like, that's a project. You give it the long view. Anders Carlson, same thing. That's a project. He has talent. You give it the long view. Jordan Love has been a now four-year project that they've given the long view to. They know that 2023 is not what 2022, 2021, 2020 was. They're not Super Bowl or bust this year. So guys that are talented but developmental, they're going to get patience too. All right, so we got a game this weekend. We got cut down day coming Tuesday. I'm sure they've got like an idea with some moving pieces. Who do you think is like the last decision they make? Like who is who's that toughest one for them? Maybe safety. That's a great question. I mean, I coming out Friday morning with um, kind of not not fifty three man roster projections, but who's the locks? Who, who's the good bets? Who's on the bubble? And you can find that at PackersNews.com and Green Bay Press Gazette. And I've got like almost everyone at safety on the bubble because uh, I have no. I, I don't. I don't know if they know. It's. It, my guess is that Rudy Ford at this point is going to be the starting safety next to Darnell Savage. It's just a guess. I think that the Packers might just be guessing that too. Um, at this point, it, it, Matt LaFleur seemed to indicate that it, it might be Rudy Ford when, when we spoke with him today. 
he's a good special teams player. He's going to make the team. Uh, he had a lot of issues last year as a safety. So I, I think they've got some safety uh, things to work out. You know, a fascinating thing about this team, they might keep five offensive tackles on their initial 53, which is a lot. Now, part of that is, you know, they feel like David Bakhtiari is in a good place where he'll be on the field every single Sunday. He's barely practicing camp. They the, One, he's the most tenured player in that locker room now. Nobody's been in the NFL longer than him. He doesn't need a lot of reps to get ready for a regular season. Two, don't rock the knee. Just just let it let it rest until it's real. And and they've taken that view. They feel like he's good to go, but you know you never really know. They have almost no depth on the interior uh, from center to guard. Uh, Zach Tom's probably going to be their starting right tackle, but he'd be quite possibly their their best at at right guard or at center. Um, so. You know, he's the top backup to go inside. They're going to need that tackle depth. So five tackles is a possibility, uh, maybe four, but but probably five. They, they seem to be kind of light at tight end as well, which Matt LaFleur loves that position. He wants his offense to be multiple. They might only keep three tight ends, and that, that would be, you know, Tyler Davis's torn ACL at Cincinnati. Uh, hurt special teams, but also made that tight end depth chart a whole lot more thin. Uh, that'll be interesting to watch as well. Ryan Wood, you have a good season. I will reach out to you not an obnoxious amount of times. <laughs> like, you will be hearing from me. <laughs> well, all I have to say is that Pete Alonso better not get traded to the Brewers because, I mean, I, I don't backyard, I'm not going to get you for three hits a week like the good old days. I'll reach out, man. I miss the good old days. I miss the good old days, Bart. It's fun. Uh, how many times did I talk to you on the radio while walking through an airport and just had the the, the TSA agents or, or the, the the airport speaker in the background? That, that was was always interesting on the road. Oh, it's always fun. It's always fun. You never know where people are going to be. Uh, we had Marquez Valdez Scantling on once as he was at the dog park. And, it sounds uh, like him. He, he loves his dog. Well, it was awful sound quality. <laughs> I had Andrew Brandt on once and he was like on a car phone in a limo. Okay. It's a good life. It's a good life. It's a good flex. You can't just connect. Okay. So you never know. <laughs> All right. You never know. Ryan Wood, good luck. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care, Bart. You know, I'm not doing much next week. I think maybe on Tuesday, depending on cutdown is. I could do a cut down reaction show. Maybe that's something we could find a reason to get together for. Yeah, maybe, maybe a, maybe a Monday night live again. We'll see. Well, we'll just kind of play around. We'll, we'll, we'll you know, we'll, we'll kind of go in herky jerky, loosey goosey. It worked for the tailgate tailgate is smashing success. Doug and Racine had called me while the tailgate was being set up. I couldn't get to him. He left a voicemail on the Carl's Place voicemail line, 402-915-BART. And some of you got to meet Carl. That's, that's Carl. You met Carl. Hey, Bart. It's Doug from Racine. I'm calling just when you guys are setting up your tailgate. I would have loved to try to make it, but uh, I uh, tried to go fishing this morning. The lake was Lake Michigan was too rough, and it's just too dang hot out. So, uh, 
I just wanted to say I really liked Creams uh, being on your program and maybe have on another time. That was uh, fun reminiscing. Been a long time listener since Chuck and uh, Wicket. And uh, just wanted to say I hope your party goes really well. And I hope you guys all have a good time. And I hope the Brewers win. So just checking in. Have a good one, Bart. Bye. Thanks, Doug. They won. We won. It was hot. I am still miffed about the weather people. Like, give give us what we want. We want to know what it feels like. Let's check that Apple app again. Let's see. What's that Apple app say? Uh, Yeah, all right. Apple app looks pretty good. Looks like there might be some decent temperatures this weekend. Should be pretty cool for Green Bay. Trusty app. All lows in the 50s next week. That's all I need. I love you, Apple app. I'm actually going to kiss my phone. Mm. Oh, baby. That's how it sounds, if anyone's curious. Uh, all right, let's talk some wrestling. Paul Emig and I talked. A lot of hubbub bubbub, bubbub, about Edge. And if Edge is going to show up. Edge retired from WWE, maybe. Says he's got a contract in his email inbox. What would be maybe the splash that AEW needs this weekend? I do think they need a big return. So we'll talk about that. Again, if you don't care about wrestling, I'll, I will talk to you Monday. Otherwise, here's me and Paul Emig, and you guys have a great rest of the week. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I was thinking that I, I was looking through this. I think it was a Bleacher Report article that had, you know, three possible surprises for AEW's pay per view all in. And, you know, it was like Goldberg and it was, I forget, something else. Um, and then the third option that they presented, like somewhat tongue in cheek, but it got me thinking was Jay Uso, who, of course, in real life, outside of kayfabe and the storyline is very much obviously under contract with WWE. But if you had Jay Uso show up at all in under contract, obviously with WWE and like, let's just say, you know, they have a history with FTR. Let's say they cost FTR the tag titles. He leaves and never shows up again. Right. Like in AEW, like it's just a, a one-time thing for a huge headline for a huge moment. I started thinking about it in terms of if I was running the two companies, I thought of it like in terms of like an NBA trade, who says no. So Jay Uso uh, having a one-off appearance at AEW all in. And this is obvious. This is, I call this like a just for fun thought experiment. Who says no 
does WWE say, no, we're not going to allow that? Does AEW say, no, we, we wouldn't want that because we can't pay it off? Or do they take the splash? Who says no in this idea, Bart Winkler? Well, WWE would say no. Why? Why would you do that? Because you would steal headlines from the other company. They would steal it from you. Who would steal? How do you figure? Oh, so you think if Jay Uso shows up, the headline is WWE's Jay Uso shows up to All In? There's nothing that, as I'm so excited for MJF and Adam Cole, there's nothing that would happen that night, though, that would override the headlines of Jay Uso, very much under contract with WWE in real life. If these two con- these two companies, I almost like these two companies are not going to help each other. Unless it's just so obvious of a slam dunk for both of them that they do. So, so maybe your answer is both say no, and that's a perfectly acceptable answer. Yeah, I think I, I don't think Tony Khan would want to do that. I don't think if I was Tony Khan, I don't think I would want to either because of what I'm saying. Like it would take away from everything else that happened. There's a lot of us that like fanfic, like a crossover of some sort between the two companies. I just don't think it will ever happen. It won't. It's, it's a purely for fun (laughs) thought experiment. So who says no? Like who if says we no? got if we or who who says no quicker? WWE. If, uh, WWE says no quicker. Yeah. And I would tell you that if I was arbitrating, like the arbitrator for that negotiation, I would I would tell WWE to reconsider. I don't see the downfall. You don't see the downfall. You just gave AEW a massive moment with your guy. Who, who can never pay it off on their shows and will only give you headlines during their biggest ever event. Cause it would, the headline would say WWE's Jay Uso. But then there'd is, be more people that watch dynamite for Jay. But I'm saying it's a one-off like in this hi- hypothetical. It's like, well, you're, you know, I, you know not- there's probably, there's probably a good contingent still of WWE fans that aren't really that familiar with AEW at all. You might be right. Like we know both. Yeah, and a lot of the people that we read and look at know both. Yeah, so there's a lot of people that are like, I don't. What what is this this uh, what is this thing? Where did Punk go? Why is he on Saturday nights when nobody's watching that show? A wrestling show on Saturday night. Yeah, you're sports on. Like, like what? College football? Like, I'm not watching college football. I'm not watching college football. I love that wrestling's on. They're going against WWE pay-per-views. They're going against boxing and UFC. Mm, Well, maybe the undercard of those pay-per-views. They might as well just air that show on Sunday morning because that's when people watch it on their DVR. Mm. Maybe. Right. Um. Okay, so you think they both say no, but WWE says no faster? Yeah, I don't think I don't think WWE would ever do anything to give any sort of credibility to AEW. Um, they did mention them that one time. Sami Zayn mentioned them. Yep, very very early on because the crowd was so dead. Yeah, he t- he talked about that after. He's like, the crowd was dead. I had they did a Q and A segment, and everyone was asking shitty questions. I I remember I do remember the segment. I do. He's like. I just said AEW to do something. 
Um, here's the other one I saw. I took a screenshot of this. This is not all in related. By the way, you're not you're not going to order the pay per view. No. Why? Because I I WWE trained me to just not have to pay for pay per views. All right, you cheapy. All right, um, and they're doing one the next week. They only usually do four a year, but because they're going to drop a hundred dollars in two weeks on AEW without second thought. <laughs> yeah. So who's going to show up? There's got to be a surprise. You can't I, go to London and not have a surprise. My guess is it'll be Mercedes Monet, Sasha Banks. Ah, uh, that ain't big enough. What? Sasha Banks. I, it's not my like. That's I, I'm not a Sasha Banks mark. But, like, it's a huge – that'd be a huge deal. Yeah, they need help in the women's division. Be a huge deal. What about Edge? Any prospect of Edge? Yeah, definitely. I think if you see the Hardys or Christian appear at All In, which they're not currently scheduled to, if all of a sudden, like, the Hardys music hits or Christian comes out, <clears throat> shit's about to go down. For well, sure. Well, that would that might be a one-off, though. I don't think he's going to sign with all – Oh, he would definitely sign with them as like a coach slash producer slash four matches a year talent. Yeah, yeah, he would. What did they ever do with Big Show? Where is he? Yeah, I mean, like he's like their community events guy. Like, you know, he throws out the first pitch at the games and he, yeah. Where's Mark Henry? Same. Actually, those two, like Mark Henry, that's what he was with WWE, though. He was like their. um, Oh, like uh, Titus O'Neil? Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Like their community events face. Yeah. I, right. uh, I think I, I would think that I'm not I, I think Edge might show up. I think he might too. I'm not gonna get my hopes up. I think it'll like you know, like where Christian, Christian Cage used to be an impact wrestling for a long time and he was Christian Cage, so people accepted that he was Christian Cage, and so you might shorten that to say Christian. Edge has only well pretty much only since like 1998 Ben edge. So you don't have like the familiarity with like when he comes out as like Adam Copeland, which is his. I think a lot lot of people know edges name though. Yeah. Yeah. But Christian Christian cage is like the Hardys owned their names. The Dudleys owned their names. He's saying he should come out as like Adam Edgerton. <laughs> or something like that. I don't know if you heard, I don't know if it was Dynamite or Collision where Jim Ross said, you know, I, I signed Edge and Christian together um, back in the day and I signed them on the same day and blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, we're just casually saying Edge right now. Okay. I thought okay. that. Now, if that happens, that would be a huge pop, right? But you can't have on this day. Actually, maybe you could because that's just like an Alter Bridge song. Oh, so and I Tony you... would pay for that. Yeah, I guess you probably could do that. No, you, you couldn't have, have, the... have the theme. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't have bring to have Edge out to like. <laughs> oh my God! Is that is that Adam Copeland? Yeah, it's got to be strong. <laughs> you think you know me? On this day. Clearly that. All right. that would be the um, pop of the night. Oh, for sure. Especially, especially, especially if they got the song. Especially if they got the song. Um, I still think the one pay-per-view I did buy when uh, Adam Cole came out. 
Adam Cole, bay bay. And you're like, oh, okay, that's, and then and then Brian Danielson came out. Yeah, they'll never top that. That that's I mean, there was actually this question going around Twitter I saw the other day on wrestling Twitter, which was like, what's the one defining moment so far of AEW? And it was Kenny Omega defeats Christian Cage in the main event of All Out, which is the pay-per-view coming up right after All In. And then Cole comes out, and it's like, wow, that's pretty big. And then also Brian Danielson comes out. It's like, okay. The, you know, and, and that was only like a month or two after CM Punk had debuted. What like about when month. Kenny Omega said, 69 me, Don? He did? Yeah. That was like okay. the, that was I think that was the exploding one that didn't work. And then oh, yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. 69 me, Don. I remember when we were at one of the AEWs we went to, and uh that was when Kenny Omega said to Christian, he said, What? You think you know me, punk? Huh? You think you know me? Remember that? I do. All right. Um, here's my last one for you. It's a WWE historical centric one, but it says, uh, you now own WWE, but you must make budget cuts. All four of these guys are in their prime, but one must go. Cena, Reigns, Austin, Rock. One must go. Cena, Reigns, Austin, Rock. They're all in their prime. Uh, Roman Reigns. And it's not even close, right? Like, who are you even remotely considered? I, I th- I'm bringing it up because I wanted to see if you reacted as, like, like it's no disrespect to Roman Reigns, who's, like, the thing on WWE TV. Well, you can't get rid of Rock or Stone Cold, and you can't get rid of Cena. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. Those are – they put Roman up against too big of – too large of names. Yeah, Cena is this, like – and I always rooted against Cena. I was like, God, you can't be doing this. Now, every time he comes back, I'm like, Ooh, it's John Cena. Do you really? I love when he comes back. Oh, he's gross. so big. He's coming back next week. But who gives a shit? It's John Cena. Are you five years old? Like, oh, Cena's the best. In what way? <laughs> it's because he's John Cena. I, how big was we John Cena? Have delivered to the permanent end the execution of Osama bin Laden. Yeah. He did he did say that. He did. Uh that's all I got. What's well, oh, wait, 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 what, what do you think is going to Adam Cole and MJF will conclude the pay-per-view as still brochachos. Mhm or mhm. I think they got to stretch that out. So will they still be brochachos? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. They might need like a common enemy to fight against. Somebody's yeah. got to come out. Well, they could. Who could? Somebody. Well, they've kind of got that awkward storyline angle with uh, Roderick Strong and those other dudes. Could be Kyle O'Reilly, his old uh, buddy yeah, from. Who cares about them anymore? just saying these are names that could become involved but i think they'll still be buddies i don't see mjf losing is punk still fighting with the title that's not really the title i think so i mean i, I yes he, the answer is yes against samoa 
Joe. Is it for the non-title? I think it is. Oh. I think it is. Why would they do Punk Joe if they just ruined Punk Joe on TV a month ago? Well, because to Joe, to Samoa Joe's point, it was a roll-up, and you can't end this historic rivalry with a roll-up. I guess. Which I think is totally fair. All right, friend. Okay, buddy. Talk to you later. <laughs> For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.